Good morning, Contact family. How are you guys doing today? I hope you feel better than I do this morning. I'm struggling a little bit, so if I'm slow on the draw a couple times this morning, forgive me. But we're going to do something a little different today for our sermon time. And it's not that it's not hopefully going to have some spiritually edifying pieces. But what we're going to be doing today for a little bit might feel more like a business meeting than it might feel like a sermon. What I want to do is as we are here in the next year at 2020, we're going to take this week and we're going to take next week to ask the question, do we have 2020 vision? Of course, 2020 is a great pun we get to make this year on everything because 2020 is the best kind of vision. Well, because 2015 is better, but 2020 is, is uh, the, the one we usually talk about. And so what we're going to be talking about with this is we're going to look back today at who we are, who we've been, what's been going on as Contact Church. And then next week we're going to look ahead at what else is, is coming. And so what I want to do to start us off with that is we're going to talk for a second about Contact's purpose and Contact's mission. Purpose being why we exist, mission being our task to accomplish. Okay? Purpose is why do we exist? Mission, what are we trying to do? What's our task we're trying to accomplish? So this is our purpose statement. Uh, a couple years ago, James Ivy had me put this stuff together. And so this is something that we've kind of had sitting on the back corner, but not something that's necessarily been, been used a lot. But it's kind of been there underneath some of the things that we've done. The purpose is to grow disciples and develop leaders in every community of Tulsa and beyond. Pretty straightforward? Two parts of that. Grow disciples. What does that mean? We're trying to find people. We're trying to help people become followers of Jesus, right? And develop leaders. Now, there's a lot of folks in this room who have a lot of leadership potential within them, right? There's some people who have never been up here. There's some people who have never taught a class. There's some people who have never done a lot of different things, but who have a lot of leadership in their bones, and they don't even know it yet. And that's one of the things that we want to help bring out of people. Now, there's one thing you should always know about being a leader, and that leaders, and the best kind of leaders at a place like Contact especially, are people who are followers of Jesus, right? So the best leader that we got is going to be the person who you can tell is on Jesus' heels the most. Does that make sense? And so that's one of the things we want. As we develop leaders, we're going to, to figure out who's a great leader by who is tripping right over Jesus because they're so close to how he's going. Uh, that last part, it says, in every community of Tulsa and beyond, um, beyond is a word I like to use in some of this stuff. Beyond has a special idea with some of the other things that we get to do here at Contact. I don't know how you know how special you are here at Contact. And it's not just because if you look in this room, you know, do you know that there's a saying that the most segregated hour every week is Sunday morning at 10 o'clock or whatever it is? Look around this room. That's not true here, praise God. Because if you think that the kingdom of heaven is going to be all one color, you're crazy. God made too many colors to want to just use one out of his box. So this is a great thing. We have people from lots of different backgrounds, lots of different cultures, lots of different uh, histories. But we also, you notice, get giant groups that show up from time to time here. 
And that's a blessing to us because they come in, people from other congregations, people from other places, and they get to come in and they get to share some time with us on Sunday morning. But they also get to take a little bit of us back with them. And that's something that's really important is that there's some special things going on here that not everyone gets to experience in their Sunday gatherings every week. And we want to be able to help also transform people beyond this room. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's look at the mission. Okay, that was purpose, why we exist, mission, our task to accomplish. All right, contact mission, Church of Christ, serves to make disciples of Jesus Christ by planting seeds of hope and a future among youth and families from all walks of life and circumstances. All right, that sounds, in some ways that sounds kind of similar to what we just said with why we exist. But this has to do, and we're going to get into it in just a second, how we're doing this. Making disciples is the really big thing here, right? What what are we doing if we're not making disciples? There's a lot of things that we could be doing as we go out into the world. There's only one thing that Jesus told us to do. There's a lot of things Jesus told us, but he had one commission for us, and we'll talk about that more in a second. But making disciples is a huge part of who we are, why we are. And then... um, we already talked a little bit about that specialness that's here. There's people from all kinds of places. And so that phrase, all walks of life and circumstances. I don't know where you came from. I know where some of you came from. But it's a great blessing that we don't all come from the same place in this room. Have you ever been in a place where everybody had basically the same background? You were with a bunch of people that were the same as you? There's some things that are nice about that because maybe you want to do some of the same things. But there's also some bad things about that because you don't get new ideas. You don't get to experience new things. You don't get to find out that diversity is a great part of unity. So when we talk about unity, unity is not uniformity. Unity is that we're going the same direction no matter where we came from. Right? What's that direction? There it is, Jesus. You guys know what's going on. Okay, so let's push this mission a little further. That's page one of three on the mission. We do this, so what do we do? We make disciples by planting seeds of hope in the future. We do this by following Jesus into Tulsa's apartment complexes and public schools to share the good news and create kingdom community. If you're looking for places that you're going to find, staff especially, but others at contact during the week, Apartment complexes and public schools are some of the places that we spend the most time. And that's an awesome blessing. Now, that doesn't mean that that we're breaking any rules with the schools. We're doing our very best to be respectful of what they want from us, while also getting to step into these schools with the love of Jesus. Whether we say Jesus or not, we get to be Jesus. And that's an exciting thing. And it's the same thing. Some of you guys live in some of the apartment complexes here. Some of you guys have been with us for cookouts and for other kinds of events that we've done in the apartment complexes. And and that's a place that's been a very good area for us to work on this mission. Because there's so many people in one spot. And so this is a place where we can sling some burgers, sling some hot dogs, and people come out of the woodwork and we get to share a good word, right? Okay. Last page of this. As we serve, we also train and empower congregations and youth groups across Tulsa and beyond to do the same in their backyard. So this is a big part of our mission. Our mission is Tulsa. 
Our mission is also everybody that comes to work with us is part of our mission, right? Is that we want the people that come in to walk out and say, man, I got to experience something today that I've never experienced before. And there's a lot of things that if it wasn't for those of you here in this room, they might never get to experience those things. Some of you bring things to the table that help to pull the rug out from underneath some of these people so they can start figuring out what it really means to be a follower of Jesus. Because if we're never tested, if we're never tried, if we never experience anyone different from us, then we don't get to see the, the great diversity of Jesus' kingdom. Okay, we all following so far? So, purpose, our purpose, growing disciples, developing leaders. Now, I'm going to tell you, some of this stuff might change before next week. Because there's some other stuff we're going to look at as we go forward in this today. And we're going to say, is this the right way to phrase some of these things? Some of that I'm going to deal with, don't worry about it too much. Like I said, I'm a little sick, so I'm talking in loops in my head. All right. Mission is we're going out and making disciples. Making disciples, making disciples, making disciples. I want you to look at this chart. You can't see it super great. I don't expect you to read it. If you can read this over here, then you've got like 25 vision or something like that. Because that is really small. We're going to look at that. That's actually, this is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is Acts 2, 42 through 47. We're going to look at those in just a second. Uh, but we, we watched this conference in September. Ron and I did and a few others on staff got to watch some of it. And uh, James Everett White, Dr. White, who did it, had this drawn up on his board. And we found it to be really useful. So you see, we've got evangelize the lost, make disciples is more about, evangelize the lost, assimilate the evangelized, disciple the assimilated, unleash the disciples. Okay, first off, you're all looking at the word assimilated, and you're saying, what? I don't like that word. Well, I get it. It has some negative connotations. If you're like me, the first time you ever heard the word assimilate, was when you were watching Star Trek The Next Generation and the Borg were coming to assimilate and make everybody the same. So that's not exactly what we're talking about. So with evangelize, what's evangelize? Evangelize is going out and sharing the good news. This is the part about we're getting people to where they hear it enough to say yes to Jesus. If you've been baptized, did you know everything when you were baptized? No. And if you think that you were supposed to, no. This is a long journey. Of continuing to grow. The only thing you need to know to say yes to Jesus is, do I want to follow Jesus or not? And you don't even know what that means when you say yes to it. But it's going to be something that comes later. So, evangelize the lost. We know people who are lost, right? We know people who are hurting. So this is our first thing that we try to do. Is we're going out there, when we're making disciples, is we are wanting to share the good news with people who are hurting. R.C. just told me about a guy who we met a book's a million, who was looking for a book about hope. And he said, man, that's a good book. Let's talk some more about hope. And now he's getting a Bible study set up with him. Because there's people who are out there who are hurting and who are in pain and lost. And we need to share some good word with them, some good news. Second word, that assimilate the evangelized. Okay, so what am I talking about with assimilating? This isn't everybody being exactly the same. Although there is elements that we all want to be the same, right? We want to be filled with those same fruits of the Spirit. We want to be acting like Jesus. But assimilate has to do with, with learning in this situation. 
And after you've said yes to Jesus, there's a lot of stuff that was in your old way of life that has to be replaced with the new way of life, right? And so as we assimilate, assimilating in this context, is this is learning the basics. This is getting to know what it means to actually be a follower of Jesus, what that looks like. And figuring out how to take what I had in my life, get rid of that, put in the new pieces. Third one, disciple, the assimilated. All right, so what's the difference between learning and being a disciple? Disciple means follower. That's what the word means in Greek. A follower is someone who's really doing it in this situation. A disciple is someone who doesn't just know about Jesus. The disciple is someone who is living like Jesus. And so the next thing that we want is this disciple word. Is it's not just, I know the information. I was really good at like Bible quiz stuff growing up. But that didn't mean I was always living Bible quiz stuff. Just because you're full of the knowledge doesn't mean your heart's got it. Okay? And so this is the, the discipling is the part that gets into here. And that we start actually saying, I want to live as Jesus lived. I want to do the things that Jesus was calling me to. The last one, unleash the disciples. That one's pretty straightforward. I think this is where we say, okay, you're ready to live like Jesus. What did Jesus do? He was out with the people. He was sharing the good news. He was touching people. He was doing the right thing. He was bringing hope to the people. And so that's this unleashing part. And then it just goes back to the beginning. Because this is somebody who went from being lost. And what we hope for you is you go from the point of being lost all the way around to the point where you are the one reaching out and sharing the good news and bringing people. And some of these things, this isn't a straight cycle. There's parts of this that can happen along the way. You can be at a very early stage and say someone else needs Jesus, and that's great too. This isn't something that has to be straightforward like that, but it's something that's important that we want you to look at as, as kind of what it means to become a follower of Jesus. Um, the verse is on there. So this purpose. Okay, so this was the purpose that the church shows there at the beginning in the book of Acts. It says why, why the church was existing. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. So when we're talking about purpose, looking at this, especially look at that very first verse. Devoted themselves, what, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, which has to do with both eating together and with the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. That's what we do here on Sundays, right? These are the kinds of things that we do all together. We get to fellowship, we get to eat lunch, we have the Lord's Supper, we listen to teaching, we're praying. So we're, you know, we're on track with those kinds of things. There's places that we could go that are further. We sold property and possessions to give to anyone who has need. That's a hard thing. Had everything in common. Had everything in common. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. It means that we are radical about the way we love each other. And that's the kind of place that Jesus was creating and the apostles were creating with the church. It's a place where radical love took over. It was a place where people could come and feel like they belonged. 
That's why we're existing, is to make space like this for people. Because that's the kingdom of God coming to earth. That's the kingdom of God on earth. Because you go out there, and there's other people out there, and you know that if you hang out with them, you're not going to feel like that. Right? The way you come here, what do we want? We want it to be a place where you know you belong, where you're loved, and where people are pushing you towards what is right and better. Okay. Mission. Matthew 28, 18-20. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So what's the task? What we talked about. Making disciples. Teaching. That's right. Baptize, teach. And who's with us? We're not doing this by ourselves, right? You feel like you're by yourself? Nope. Jesus is with you. And we're all in this together. Yeah? And that's good news. Alright, so what we're looking at is with this kind of stuff that we've been looking at, with our purpose and with our mission, is how did we do as a church? Specifically, we're looking at 2019. We can think back a little bit farther, too. And I'm going to try to go faster with this because I know that I'm dragging a little bit. So let's get going. So we're going to look at a few things. First, we're going to focus on kids. So this is the part where if you didn't know what all kind of things go on at Contact, I'm going to share about some of the things that go on at Contact. We've got Kids Night at Contact. This the past year was different from the years in the past. Uh, in the spring, we didn't have Kids Night as we had traditionally. We did cookouts at some of our local apartment complexes. At those cookouts, we got to share a VBS lesson with the kids. We got to feed them. We got to play. And we got to have a lot of fun. I think that meets our purposes, is that we want our, our mission, is that we were teaching the story of Jesus. We were singing songs about Jesus. We were entering into people's lives and trying to reach out to them. In the fall, uh, we had been doing kids' night here in the building where we would go and grab buses and then we'd bring the kids back. And we have been having trouble with drivers for that for a while. So we said we're not going to do that uh, right now. We're going to try something different. So we go out to Western Pines now, which is one of the apartment complexes on 23rd and Southwest Boulevard, right across from South, uh, Eugene Field Elementary. And they've got a big old room, about half the size of this auditorium, maybe. Maybe a little. Maybe a third. Mm, I don't know. My dimensions aren't great. Uh, and we get to do that with the kids. Whatever kids come that day, and there's a ton of kids that live out there. The first week, we had like 40 that showed up that all lived out of the apartment complex, and that wasn't all the kids there. We get to do the same thing. We get to feed them. We get to play games and do crafts that are spiritually focused. We get to sing songs. We get to... Yes? We have it. We took a break from it. Uh, we finished after Daylight Savings ended, and we'll start again once Daylight Savings starts back in March this year. So that's something at Western Pines on Tuesday nights for kiddos about 5.30. Camp Contact, it's one of my favorite things that we do. Why do you guys know Camp Contact? Because at the very least, you come here three Sundays during the summer, and things look different. Uh, this last year, we got to, um, what do we talk about? Exploring some more about Jesus and our camping theme. We got to have lots of youth groups that came out, and that was their mission trip for the summer. And that's a great thing, because that's one of those places where we really get to work with teenagers uh, from other congregations. And share with them what it means to love Jesus and to love others. But we also got to share with, I think we had 130 different kids that came to camp throughout the three weeks. 
Uh, it was about 80 or so a day was our average. And so we got to share with those kids. We got to bring them in. They had lunch. They had classes. We talked about all stories about Jesus this year. So we got to teach the kids who were, were here consistently. They had nine days of stories about Jesus and then three days of field trips. So that was a, a great thing. Sundays, obviously, we've got classes. We've got children's worship that the kids are in right now. Those things are very focused on teaching about Jesus. Those are focused on learning some of the basics, so that's what we want to do. And then school lunches, Ron and I, Kyla, this last week uh, as well, got to go out. We get to go out to some of those local elementary schools. So to Robertson, to Eugene Field, and to Clinton West. We go into all those schools, and we do school lunches. Um, we get to just hang out with those kiddos and say, hey, if that's something that you're interested in ever that you'd like to do, I can help you get hooked up with that. Um, and that's a lot of fun. We can't do it at Webster. Webster has closed lunches. Um, so I sub instead and get in that way. Uh, teens. Teens is one of the areas that we have the most struggle with. Um, so this is a place where we have a lot of room to grow, I think. Um, what we do with teens right now, we have Warriors for Christ, which has been going on for a long time. I don't know how long it's been going on. Over a decade. Fourteen swinging. Warriors for Christ, we get to go in to uh, Webster High School, middle school. There's a room behind the cafeteria on Thursday mornings at 8 o'clock, and we get to share. Uh, usually we use a word that is a spiritual word or some kind of character word and teach a lesson to hopefully encourage some of the, some of the uh, teens that are there. One of those teens is here this Sunday, so that's exciting. Uh, and uh, this year, we have been going through 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not easily angered. And we've been taking those phrases, and each week we take one of those phrases. So like the first couple weeks, we did love is patient. We talked about patience. And there's no issue with us talking about Jesus when we're in that. And so that's a lot of fun. We get to pray. We get to share some donuts or some candy with the kid. And that's been fantastic. That's something that we love getting to do Thursday mornings. We had two camps this summer. Camp Genesis and Camp Mo. Camp Genesis was in Oklahoma Christian. Camp Mo is in Missouri. Uh, we took five teams with us to Camp Genesis. Poppy and Amari are here. They are two of the ones that came. And it was a good time. Uh, camp Mo had a lot more teams at it. Those are great opportunities to get out of the situations that we're in and go and experience something different for a week. And it's a time where we get to be focused 100% on Jesus and on spiritual growth and on maturing. And so that's something that, that's always great to get to do. In the summer, we have mentoring program where our interns get to mentor a team. And so I hope that was beneficial. I don't know quite as much about that as Cherith does. So if you want to know more about that, you can ask her. But uh, I know that it was good for our interns to get to spend some time with the teenagers and to get to, to walk with them through some things going on in their lives. And, of course, we have Sundays, class, and then they're in here for the sermon. So I hope that's good. Adults. We got couch visits. Ron and Kyler especially go and hang out on people's couches and get to share the good news. If that's not part of making disciples, I don't know what is. You know, a lot of, a lot of places seem to believe that if you... Just sit here in the church building that people are going to pour in, and we know the truth that people need to be met where they are. And a lot of folks in this room are in this room because Ron has gone out, or Stan has gone out, or somebody else has gone out and has sat down with them and shared the good news. And that's something that if every single one of us in this room was doing it, man, man oh man, that would be amazing. 
Uh, good news in Lane's Bible studies. Lane's Bible studies still going on right now? It is. Good. Uh, we have good news meeting, which TJ leads on Tuesday mornings at Seven Bells, uh, where you come in and you share good news. Don't be bringing bad news to it. Only good news. Uh, and that helps us to stay encouraged, and then TJ brings us a lesson. Ladies Bible study, I don't know what goes on there, because I'm not invited. Uh, <laughs> Lois is shaking her head, no you're not. <laughs> but I know that it's an encouraging time, and I have heard reports about some of the incredible ministry that's going on at Lady Bible study, and some of the people who have shown up and had no spiritual anything, and were really spoken to some good words about Jesus. We got Sunday and Saturday and Sunday Night Live, uh, Sunday morning classes, obviously. I think this year has been a great year for Sunday with David Skidmore coming and preaching. There's been a lot of things that I think have been good and encouraging for a lot of folks. Uh, Sunday Night Live is the small group for some of the adults that meets at rotating locations. And then Christmas Store was another big one, and I put that under adults instead of under families. Even though the kids are getting gifts bought for them at Christmas Store, it's a time where we get to minister to parents and mostly to moms who come and they'll shop for their kids and we get to take some time to pray with them and then hopefully we get some time to follow up with them and get to reach out to them more and hopefully continue our relationship with them. Boy, I am dragging, dragging. All right, so what's under the surface of all this stuff that we're talking about? I'm going to get through this part real quick. So all that stuff is the things that are going on, but we want to talk about three things that are underlying a lot of those things that we do and a lot of the choices that we make. First one is we have made an intentional focus on 74107. This is a zip code. And that's something that has kind of started growing more over the last couple of years. But the more that we're in the same area, the more that we're doing more programs and more outreach that overlaps with the same kids, the same adults, the more chances that we have to see those same people and to get to share more encouraging words. It takes a while for people to trust. And the more that we get to be there and the more that we get to be in people's lives, the better. Second is this is the place that God has placed us. This is where we are. And we get to be a consistent presence here. And that's a great thing. And so we've been really trying to make some choices to focus on this area. And so that's why we talk about those elementary schools and that high school. That's really kind of the zoning that we're thinking of. Is anything that filters into Webster Middle School and High School is the area that we are, we are after uh, specifically. Now, that doesn't mean if you don't live in 74107, I don't live in 74107. So if you don't live there, that doesn't mean you don't belong. That means that we're probably not going to go do an outreach program in your neighborhood. But it doesn't mean that you can't be part, and we don't want you to be part of the work that's going on in contact. Uh, that's really important. Yeah? I believe it. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people right around here, and there's a lot of congregations. There's some other congregations in this same zip code that are doing some great, some great stuff. We've got about 1,000 kids that live in the zip code, at least. Uh, and that doesn't count. There's a lot of families with uh, retired and empty nests and other things like that. So there's a ton of people here. So we could be doing you know, full-time work all the time with us and six or seven other congregations and not be running out. So that's not an issue for us. And we love other people doing the work, too. Focus on worship. Have you guys noticed... That there are still kids here, but there's not as many kids here. We had to make a choice, and it was not a fun choice to make. 
Because we don't want to say no to people who want to come to church, but we want to say yes to worship. And it took a while because you remember there used to be 40 to 60 kids here and half of them didn't have parents with them. And that was great in some ways and it was exceptionally challenging in other ways. And a lot of us felt like all we were doing the whole time was chasing and disciplining. And it felt like it was really hard to worship. I think Stan got up and gave his lecture about focusing in church, you know, every Sunday for about three months straight. And so <laughs> we said, you know what, we want this to be a time, why are we gathering together? We're gathering, yeah, teaching is part of it, but fellowship for breaking bread and for prayer. And we want to make sure that worship is the things that we get to do on Sunday. So that's, that was a choice that was made, and I think that's been a choice that's been good for the body here. I think we've all been able to grow more because of that. Uh, last thing, of course, focus on Jesus. Everything we do should point to Jesus, right? And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that everything that we're doing is pointing to Jesus. And so one of the big things that changed this last year was Christmas Store. Christmas Store last year was open to anyone in Tulsa, and we had all these people from all these faraway spots, even Sepulpa, Sand Springs, all this other stuff, they were coming to Christmas Store, and we'd see them, and they'd go, and we didn't know them except for Christmas Store, we wouldn't talk to them again after that, and it was, it was about Christmas presents and not about Jesus. And we decided that's not the right thing. And so we said, we're going to make it to where you have to be either worshiping with us here at Contact, or be in the 74107 zip code to come to Christmas Store because we want to get to know you so we can continue to have opportunities for outreach and for ministry and for getting to love you in this community. And so that, you know, that was, that was hard for a lot of people because our Christmas Store, if you haven't been, is incredible. It's an awesome thing that's the work of many, many places come together to help us do it. Um, but it was an exciting thing. And we were more excited about Christmas Store this year than we had been for a long time. Uh, because we knew it was going to be something that was focused on the mission and focused on Jesus. So, where do we go now? That's next week. You're thankful. You're like, man, you're going too long, Jonathan. But I want to look at this again for just a second. And, and as we, we wrap here, and as we get to the invitation, you're saying, what's the invitation for this? Is, come on, man. Like, this was just giving us information on programs and what's going on. Well, the invitation is, where are you? Where are you on this? Are you still lost? Today's the day to say, I don't know where Jesus is going to take me, but I think I want to follow him. Are you needing to learn? Find someone who can help you. There's lots of people. Are you someone who, who needs an example of what it looks like to follow Jesus? There's some people in here who know what it's like to walk on Jesus' heels. Go talk to them. Are you ready to be unleashed? Are you ready to get out there and to start reaching out? Don't wait. Because somebody else needs you. The invitation today... It's the same thing as you see on that banner. Think souls, y'all. Right? Let's start showing up for each other and for others who need us. Let's let our lives be interrupted and let's interrupt the lives of others. I don't know what you need today, but whatever it is, 
either find somebody else. You don't have to come up here. You go find somebody else. You can wait till after. But make a choice to do what Jesus is calling you to, as we stand and sing today.